Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know, when it comes to retirement planning, one of the most important components is generating income to last you through retirement. So on today's show... How you can do this despite challenging economic conditions. It all starts right now. You found Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is uh, Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Uh, Kevin is here. Uh, he's an investment advisor representative of Silverleaf Financial, where you can find him at silverleaffinancial.com. And uh, again, he is uh, got more than 30 years. I mean, this is something, Kevin. Uh, by the way, hi, how are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm good, Steve. It's always good to be here. And I was just going to say, you know, with, with more than 30 years in the business, and I've said this before, but you've seen some stuff. You, As you like to say, this is not your first rodeo. And, and I think people really appreciate that in terms of, you know, just coming to you with confidence. At least that's how I feel. Oh, no, you know what? I appreciate that. And I think that I think that's really, you know, of course I am biased. It is true. I've been doing this since 1990. So 33 years coming up on 34 before too long. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I've definitely, uh, it's not my first rodeo. I've been around the block. We've seen the good markets that we had in, you know, in the 90s and then the crash in 2000. We start to pick up a little bit, another crash in the Great Recession. And then we had a great run, right, until uh, just a few years ago. And so I've been through all the different market cycles. We, we've seen how, how uh, the markets behave. And, and so I think it's important that when you're sitting down and trying to figure out which advisor you want to work with or, or you, you want to be as, you know, to help you with your retirement or investment planning, it's very important to take a look at their history, look at their experience uh, and, and make sure you're getting, you're getting somebody that has gone through these cycles. Because even a person with 10 years in the business, they haven't really been through a hard bear market. I mean, we had, I guess we, we had a few, you know, some ups and downs in the COVID. We had 2022, which is a bad year. Um, but there's still, in my opinion, there's still a little wet behind the ears. And, and uh, I think it's important to have somebody that's got a, t- got a ton of experience and they're independent so they can find you the best solutions regardless of who's offering them. Uh, you know, because when you work with a brokerage firm, a lot of the big ones, they have to have what are called selling agreements with virtually everything that the individual you know, wants to recommend. And so if it's not on their shelf, he or she can't recommend it. 
And so you want to think about it like a, a grocery store where they have product on their shelves. And if they don't have the product you're looking for, then they can't sell it to you, right? They can't right. recommend it. And so an independent advisor, what I do is when I see something out there, if I don't already have an agreement with the company, then I go sign one because I want to offer what's best for my clients. And uh, so that's the benefit of an independent advisor. And I'd also suggest finding a fiduciary so you know they are, in fact, putting your interests ahead of theirs and ahead of their companies. Absolutely. And and uh, as we get into this, we, you talk about income in retirement. We talk about it all the time. It's cash flow. It's income. We've got we've to know how it we can create it and sustain it. That's really one of the goals, obviously. No question about it. And as we have we all seen in the last couple of years, uh, you know, the prices of things changes and it's most likely going higher, right? I don't, I don't know many things that are cheaper today than they were five years ago. <laughs> I can't think of one. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't think of any, any myself. <laughs> well, let's, let's jump into this and, and we're going to have some sound to, to sort of set the tone. Uh, we're going to start with Campbell Harvey. He's a professor of finance at Duke University. Harvey joined Squawk Box talking about the Fed's inflation fight. Gives us some historical context and gives us a little perspective regarding the economic forecast for the year ahead. Recession at this point is a self-inflicted wound. If you look at what's happening, the tightening is very severe, and it's not just a short rate going up so quickly. It's the long rate, too. Uninversions happen before recessions, the last four recessions. But in this particular episode, the long rate has gone up, and the long rate is very damaging. It increases the cost of capital, makes it difficult for businesses to invest. It craters the housing market with mortgages at 8%. This causes implications, and indeed, our financial system. So our banks are taking a hit right now. All of this points to weakness in 2024. Well, isn't that a cheery outlook? Yeah, he's not, not real, not real uh, optimistic, is he? That doesn't seem to be, but I mean, he makes sense in what he's talking about, I think. He, he, he does make sense for sure. One thing I did would want to remind everybody, and those of us that are older than 40, um, remember or, or possibly remember when interest rates were far higher than they are today. Yes. All right. The, the, world, doesn't, the world doesn't end. We're not going to have an apocalypse because of interest rates being where they are. All right. We've been through it. If you go back to 1981, the 30-year tre Treasury bond was 15% in, 19, oh, in 1981. All right. So the world didn't collapse. The U.S. didn't collapse. It, it, you know, in a lot of there were, uh, it could be very difficult, of course, for a borrower. But I tell you what, I've got a lot of clients that, tell, that, that they laugh when they hear people talking now because they're like, you know, I remember when I when I first bought my mortgage, I was getting a, I had a twelve percent mortgage. Yep. Right. Yep. And and I hear people tell me that all the time, and and so let's not let's remember you know we've been we have been through this before. Okay, we have had much higher rates in the past, and the thing the thing that I like to point out is that the interest rates we've seen for the last 18, 20 years, that's the aberration. That those were not normal rates, right? The zero interest rate was not normal. That was the aberration. It, and, and I think the fact that um, what the issue to me is, is that we've got a lot of people like if you're like late 30s or younger, then as an adult, which let's face it, most people don't look at stocks and bonds and interest rates, you know, when they're when they're a teenager, or when they're a kid. Nope. Uh, so most of us don't pay attention to it, at least until we're in, in, in our 20s. And, I'll, and I'll, from what I can tell, a lot of people don't ever pay attention to it. So um, I think if you go back and you look at that, you say, you know what, somebody is 40 now. They've probably never actually paid, they've really never noticed interest rates because they weren't paying attention to them when they were, you know, when they're five years old. And, and so I think, I think it's something that's just a matter of perspective. Um, but going back to the professor's point, um, 
there's no question about it slowing down the economy, right? That's right. what it's a, that's what it's a, so he says self-inflicted wound. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. This is what the Fed is supposed to be doing. Everybody and their mother is complaining about inflation. I don't like inflation seeing it the way that it is, right? We all want inflation to come down. Guys, this is what they've got to do. They've got to slow down the economy, which means they've got to increase interest rates to the point that it does start to choke the economy. That's the only way they're going to slow it down. So if you want lower inflation, this is kind of uh, kind of the medicine we have to take. And so I think that uh, um, it is difficult for people that are used to seeing you know three and four percent mortgages to now look at one at seven or eight. No question about it. All right, but it doesn't mean you know the world is not coming to an end because of it. And so I think what we should do. All right, everybody listening to this show, I would think you're a saver. All right, I would think you have money put away or you're trying to put money away because just by definition, the people that investment advisors work with have to have disposable income, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what we that's what we work with, right? So if you're a saver, this is a this is a great thing. It's a long, long time that you've not received really any interest on your money, and now you can actually get better than a six percent guaranteed rate. I can get a five-year guaranteed rate of 6.15 right now. No fees, no charges, no risk. Plain and simple. It's a a plain vanilla guaranteed rate. And I tell you what, if you've got sufficient wealth that you can live off of interest on the wealth that you have, you know, if you had a $600,000 portfolio, you can get $3,000 a month just in interest guaranteed without touching your principal, right? And so the way, what I tell people, if, if you're not focused on creating wealth, but rather on maintaining wealth, then I think you should take a hard look at bonds and guaranteed rates and ask yourself if you really need to take the risk of investing in stocks. Boy, that's a, boy you pose a great question. You had me thinking there. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I love that. You, you, you know what? It, it, it's, it's something that I think about all the time because as an advisor, you, know, you, you're, you, you need to look across the entire landscape and say, where can I get the best risk-adjusted return for my client that can meet their goals and help them meet their objectives in the future. And, and that's why I like to start off looking at where we are. And I like to start off saying, you know what, can we get you where you need to be with guaranteed interest rates? Because if we can do that, why in the world do you want to take the risk of losing money, setting yourself back and maybe not hitting your goals? So I like to start and see, can I get them where they need to be with guaranteed rates? Because then we've all got peace of mind and we don't have to have any stress about the markets going up or down. All right. So I would suggest take a hard look at interest rates. They're almost they're the highest they've been in almost 20 years, guys. And, and I am personally uh, I'm personally taking advantage of them and, and I'm recommending uh, my clients do the same. So um, one thing about this time with interest rates, I would suggest is take advantage of it. Put some of your portfolio into these fixed rates because you have no risk of loss where the stock market is trading at a pretty high valuation. We've got we've got most likely, in my opinion, a government shutdown coming within the next couple of weeks. Uh, I can't see how this political, dysfunctioning political government that we have, uh, I, I really can't see how they're going to come to any serious agreements. So I don't know what that's going to do to the market, um, but I would think it's not a good thing. And um, you know, and then going forward, we've, we've got a lot of issues around the world, right? We still have the, the Mideastern conflict with Israel and Hamas and who knows what other, what other groups or nations. We've got the situation with Russia and Ukraine. And we've got China kind of, uh, you know, stepping up and stiffening their posture, if you will, um, doing flyovers of Taiwan, naval incursions, and uh, kind of flexing their muscle. And so 
uh, there's a lot of issues out there. There's a lot of potential problems. And so if you're close to retirement or in retirement, just make sure you're not taking more risk than you should. Right. And that just makes sense. One of the things. So let's contrast uh, what uh, the professor was saying and uh, go to another professor and uh, Jeremy Siegel, professor emeritus of finance at the University of Pennsylvania's Wharton School of Business. He chimes in talking about the latest market trends, rising treasury yields and more. Just what you were talking about, Kevin. I was looking at the deal. We're, you know, we're 10% off the low. We just entered correction territory uh, for the S&P. We did it a few days earlier for NASDAQ. We're 15% off of that October low of last year. And I went back 50 years. And if that October low holds, which I very strongly believe that it will, returns in the market over the next one, two, five, 10 years are very, very good. In other words, if you can invest 15 percent off of a bear market low, which is what we had a year ago, your subsequent returns have exceeded the market by quite a margin. That sounds good. I think he's a little more optimistic. And uh, what are your thoughts on the, the uh, year-end rally here? You, you know what? Barring any, barring any more, you know, if we're able to avoid the risk that I just mentioned, aka, right. you know, if we're able to avoid the government shutdown and uh, our, you know, representatives are actually able to put together the budgets and get them moving forward as opposed to the CR, the continuing resolution, which is only going to cook, kick the can down the road, what, a couple months or something. Yeah, but they're really um, good at that, Kevin. Oh, God, they are really good at it. They've done it, what, hundreds of times now, I think. Right. Uh, you know, and they've they've been, and that's nonsense with the debt limit. We, they've been playing this game for decades as well. Um, I, I don't know how many times we've raised the debt limit. I want to say 40 or 50 times, I think. Um, so... We, we, uh, I, I don't know what the answer is. It seems very hard that, you know, very unlikely that they're going to come to agreement. So that's my biggest concern in the short term be, being between now and the end of the year. If we can get through that, then I think we can have a good rally because earnings are coming in strong for the most part. The mega cap tech stocks are, are still are doing very well. They've been the leaders in this market. You know, we, they, some people call them the magnificent seven. And um, you guys probably know what the ones I'm referring to, like Apple and Amazon, Google, Meta, sure. NVIDIA, so on Tesla. Um, Tesla took a hit for what it's worth this week. So, uh, some analysts are downgrading it. And their numbers actually have not been coming in as strong as Wall Street had hoped. Um, you know, so but companies like Apple are continuing to knock the cover off the ball. And, and, and they've got a very strong, you know, they've got a strong bench and they're increasing their services and their, uh, it, their annuity revenue, if you will, which is the monthly fees that people pay them. So I think if those, if those, you know, if, if, if the big tech stocks start to start to go down, start to break down, then that to me is going to signify the end of the rally, because I don't see any way the market can can rally if the big, big tech stocks, which um, comprise, you know, like Apple by itself, I want to say is six or seven percent of the index, um, you know, it's, and remember, it's cap weighted. So these big, big, big companies have a higher percentage within the S&P 500 than your smaller companies. So they're, if we keep them, if they can do well, then we can get that rally. Okay. Well, well again, I'll, I'll keep you – we'll talk about that again. So let's talk about this government shutdown, if you don't mind, for just a second. It seems to me that over the years, uh, it, it's nothing but a blame game on both sides. Yeah, for sure. You're wrong. Sure. You're wrong. Uh, okay. Can't we find out what, what, what's the middle ground? And they refuse to find it. No, you, you know, they refuse to find it, and it, it makes me sick. It makes me disgusted, if I'm being honest. 
because you know it 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 doesn't have to be this way. Right, right? that's what I'm thinking too. And 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 there's so many bills and and whether it's a budget or a bill, they always put this they tack on these pork barrel projects so they can go back to their district or their state and say, "Hey guys, look how great I am. I got, you know, x amount of money for this new bridge or new building or new road or whatever." And and and, 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 and the 50 and, people that like that, who cares? That that's right. <laughs> that's right. You know, it's a special interest and I think if we could just Keep, keep it to a minimum. You know, like, for instance, with immigration, you know, I consider myself an independent politically. I voted for Republicans. I voted for Democrats. I'm only voting for Democrat these days for what it's worth. Um, and but but if you go back and you look at immigration, you know, I think we should have far better immigration. We should have s- significant barriers for to keep somebody from just walking across the damn border. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and And in exchange for agreeing to that, for getting the Democrats to agree to that. I think the Republicans need to significantly raise the number of people that can come here legally, you know, whether it's student visas or, or any other requirement, just increase the number of people that can come here legally, you know, until you guys can find a point you can agree. Right. And if you keep it simple, just those two items, that to me seems the way that we can find agreement, but they can't seem to do that because it gets to one representative or one senator, and then they just want to add something in. Oh, well, if you want me to agree to that, then you need to agree to this. And that's yeah. and that's that's how we got this big mess that we have. Of course it is. Well, all right. Let's uh, let's. I'm, I'm sorry. I just was curious about that. And uh, apparently we're kind of in agreement on that one. Not that it, we wouldn't you know be, what? but it's 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 just it's just frustrating <laughs> as hell to me. It's it's frustrating as hell to me too. Believe me, because you know it it, it causes unnecessary stress and anxiety. And and the problem part of the problem is we've got we've got a bunch. I don't know. We've got uh, ten or twenty representatives. That all they want to do is, in my opinion, all they're trying to do is stay in the news. They just want to be in the news. Yep. And they want to do anything outrageous that they can. They want to cause chaos so that somebody writes an article about them in the news. They want to impeach somebody else, I don't know, to try to appease somebody, I guess. I don't know. But they're doing all this nonsense talking about impeachments when maybe we should sit down and work on Social Security. Do you think? <laughs> maybe try, right? Maybe fix some real problems. Maybe try to fix Medicare. Okay, one way to fix Medicare, what I don't hear them talking about there's reports that have come out from medical groups, from hospital groups, hospital associations, talking about how they're, like in California, some major hospital groups have now made the decision to walk away to no longer accept patients on Medicare Advantage plans because the private insurance companies that, that are behind Medicare Advantage plans don't want to pay them for the, for the procedures uh, that they've already done. So the doctors in the hospitals are not getting paid they say they got to jump through hoops to just get paid what's owed to us from these companies. They're fed up with it, and they're going to stop doing it. And the article goes on to say how Medicare Advantage is screwing the Medicare out of hundreds of billions of dollars every year. So, so gee, that seems like a great place to start to me, right? If you're trying to help save Medicare and trying to help increase the funding for Medicare, maybe we do something to get rid of all the fraud, the waste, and the abuse, all right? Maybe we do something about that and we could save these programs. Okay, I'm in. You know, and so by the way, guys, anybody, if you're contemplating Medicare, you know you got to sign up for Medicare when you turn 65. You should do it at least two to three months before you turn 65 to allow time to get processed. But as you do that and you get Medicare, then you, you know and you probably know that Medicare is going to pay about 80%, okay? They're not going to cover everything. There is a small deductible. The, 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 when I see, I, I tell my friends, I can't wait to get on Medicare because my deductible is nine thousand dollars, and it costs me thirteen hundred dollars a month for that insurance. 
Okay. Wow. I can get I can get a Medicare plan where I can spend less than two hundred dollars a month, and I think the deductible is like two fifty. All right. And so I mean, it's it's a smoking deal. All right. But you're going to have to make a decision, and you got to do it when you're sixty five. And I'll tell you why. Because if you don't do it when you're sixty five, and you try to get on Medicare later, then you're going to have to go through underwriting. Okay. Nobody is rejected when they apply to Medicare at 65. Everybody has access to it, even if you have serious, serious health conditions. They, there's no underwriting. You're automatically accepted. But that's only at 65. If you wait, okay, if you get a plan and later on you want to switch, you're going to have to go through underwriting. And that means they might reject you. Okay, so make sure you research this and check it out. And then if you're looking at a Medicare Advantage plans, which about, about half the population is on the Medicare supplement, half is on the Advantage plan. More affluent clients, and I'm getting a little bit sidetracked here. I just want to cover it, though. More affluent clients choose Medicare supplement plans because they are good anywhere that a doctor accepts Medicare, anywhere in the country. Okay, so you can travel, and if something happens, you can still use your Medicare, right? However, if you have a Medicare Advantage plan, the great majority, I believe all of those, have, have networks that are local. So if you're in Phoenix, you probably have a network that's within you know 30 or 40 miles, 50 miles. And if you try going outside of that, there's a really good chance you're going to have to pay for it. Okay. Um, and so the other issue that these hospitals and doctors state is that Medicare Advantage plans have a rejection rate over 20% higher than traditional Medicare. And what that means is you say, you know what? My knee is aching. My knee hurts. I got to go in. The doctor says you need a knee replacement. And the Medicare Advantage plan comes back and says, no, we don't think so. We're not, we're not going to pay for that. All right. So be aware that the rejection rates for procedures is pretty significantly higher with Medicare Advantage plans than it is with traditional Medicare. It's hard to walk by that Medicare Advantage plan, though. It's so it's so intriguing. I mean, it oh, looks it like, like you bring so much. And I do know for a fact that that. Um, at least the one that I'm on, all right, which is which is the Blue Cross. I can go anywhere in the country. Oh, beautiful. With a Medicare Advantage plan. Yes. Is that right? I, yeah. I, no, I, I mean, I, I'm paying a little more for it, but it's worth it. But it's an advantage, not a supplement plan. No, it's an advantage plan. Okay, because that's, that's news to me, because I, I have read many articles that have limited networks. Um, oh, I and... know. A lot of them were. And like I said, this one, I mean, and I worked with a guy and... and um, yeah. You know, so I, but it, but that to me, it's it's like, yeah, you just got to be sure what you're getting into. For, you d- you definitely need to be sure. And I would also check if 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 when you're making that decision, look at rejection rates. You know, when the medical when the insurance company says no, we don't believe you need this procedure. Look into that to make sure you're not signing up with a company that has a very high rejection rate versus other versus other carriers. Sure, absolutely. So you know, so it's it's very important, especially if you know something happens, you want to get it taken care of. You know, so. Uh, a lot of people like the Medicare Advantage because, you know, a lot of they usually include vision and dental. Right. Um, which is not included with traditional Medicare. Well, let's well, let's go there and, and say, all right, if they if they did away with Advantage plans, one of the reasons that they could do that is if regular Medicare or the supplement carried or covered dental and, and hearing or, you know, whatever, dental in particular. Wouldn't you think oh, that yeah. would make sense? I mean, then that problem essentially is beginning to be solved. You're going to get a Republican to sign off on that? I don't know. I can, <laughs> no, I can be optimistic. <laughs> I wish we could. I wish yeah, we could. But, me too. But somebody, somebody needs to explain to me why is it that Democrats are the ones that got all these programs approved? There was some rep- bipartisan support, but every one of them was signed by a Democratic president. 
pushed by just like Obamacare, if everybody remembers that, Affordable Care Act. All right. There are so many Republicans, they stand up and say that they're ticked off about the amount of debt we have. And then they, they blow another $2 trillion hole in it to give tax, tax breaks to billionaires. And so, you know, and why, why if, you want to, if you want to take care of the debt, why are you cutting IRS agents? All right. That's like if you've got a hospital that's running on fumes and saying, you know what, we're going to get rid of everybody that works in the collections department because we don't like it. What, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, so it, it's because it, it seems to me that they're representing tax cheats. The only reason you want to cut the IRS is if you're representing tax people that cheat on their taxes. So I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. I would love it, Steve, if, if Medicare would add vision and dental care, but politically, I don't think they could get it. I don't think they could get it passed. Hmm. And, 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 and what I'm worried about is now we've got a speaker in there that's calling for a, the creation of a debt commission and they're eyeballing Medicare and Social Security. Let's remember something. Social Security has its own trust fund, okay? It's not supposed to be part, it's not part of the general program, but they're lumping it together and claiming that they got to do something about it. And so the I would love to see some Republicans say, you know what, let's get rid of the payroll wage cap. On oh, Medicare, I'm all for that on, too. On, on Social Security, but they won't do it. They won't do it. And and I and and so I I think you got to ask yourself why I think that that's why before I said I'm voting Democrat because I think the only way we're going to save these programs is if we have a blue wave I think that's the only way they're going to get saved or they're going to try raising the retirement age the full retirement age for Social Security they're maybe going to cut the benefits um, I don't I don't know but that's that's what they're doing forming these so-called debt commissions and I think everybody needs to pay attention when you go to the polls make sure you're voting for people that are going to protect these programs. Because the majority of the population relies on them. And, and there's a piece of the population that that's the only income they have is Social Security. Sure. So, so I, don't, I don't know how they're going to do it. But I tell you what, the wage cap right now on, so, on Social Security is about 160 grand. So that means once you make more than 160, you're no longer contributing to Social Security. You keep on contributing through payroll tax to Medicare. There's no payroll cap. There's no cap. There's no wage cap on Medicare. Um, but it just it burns me to no end that people making half a million, a million, five million, ten million, uh, you know, half a billion like Taylor Swift, she's paying yeah. the same, right? She's paying the same amount into Social Security as a person making one hundred sixty thousand. And again, I couldn't agree more with you on that one. That just seems to me such a bro, a no brainer. And and yes. I know, and but again, I think I don't care what side you're on, but I think both sides are saying, hmm, that's going to cut my pay. You know, they're, they're, oh, yeah. they're you know yeah. what I mean? And, and I so, agree. I agree. you can't get anybody to say, let's do that. I mean, unless no, they're not a politician, because I'm not a politician. I think we should do that. I, I totally think we should. I know we should do that. I, I know we should do it. I mean, you did, you did have Chris Christie say last night, I think, at the speech that rich people shouldn't collect Social Security, which, which that one kind of blew me away. Um, you know, so that's kind of that's kind of like, you know, saying, it, you know, to saying that. But yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying they, I'm not saying Warren Buffett can or Jeff Bezos. Elon Musk, right? Yeah, he's gonna get he's gonna get a Social Security check too, right? <laughs> okay. And, and 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 it seems it seems kind of ridiculous, but they they do play they pay presumably they pay into the program, you know. So I I just I just I personally think there should be a higher payroll tax on on excessive amounts of income, right? So if that you're making sounds like a, a good idea too, right? If you're making more than half a million, you pay a little bit more into the program. If you're Why making not? Over a million, if you're paying over a million, two million, three million, five million, you know that's the thing. If, if you actually look at the tax brackets, there should be far more tax brackets going farther up the income scale, right? Where they pay oh, more. Sure. Well, now you're making right? me think again, Kevin. I like that. 
So, you know, but why do they stop? Why do they stop? Why, what, you know, guys, if you go back in time and if you look at our tax rates where they are now versus where they've been historically, they're pretty much at the lowest level they've ever been. Right. They're, they're far lower than most other developed countries. And, and if you go back, I think, to what, the 50s, I'm pretty sure the top tax bracket was like 75 or 80 percent. Yeah, I think you're and, right. You know, and so, you know, remember, as we're talking about balancing the budget and reducing the debt, what they've done to taxes. They've cut the revenue. They've cut the revenue arm of our government, the IRS, by lowering taxes for everybody. So I think everybody that has called for tax cuts is a little bit to blame for the situation that we're in. I think you make sense. You know, and, and that's why I say I, I think they should beef up. I think they should double, triple the size of the IRS. I really do. I, I, I think it's I, I think it's insane that we're that an average year there's half a billion dollars is not collected or, or I'm sorry, five hundred billion dollars is, is the shortfall from people that owe the government that just don't pay. All these really rich people owe millions and millions of dollars and they're just not paying it. And we, we, we need to stop that. We need to bring in all the revenue we can so we can get get our financial house in order. Which hasn't happened in a good long while. It's been a long, long time. We've got to go back to Clinton to get a balanced yeah, budget. I was going to say, that right? was the last time. That, that was what, early 90s then? Early 90s, yeah. Hmm. Good, old, good, good old Bill Clinton. So um, anyway, yeah, it's been, it's been a long time. Both parties are to blame, no question about it. Um, you know, and, and like we talked, if we could just get some adults in the room that can actually compromise and move forward, we can make a lot of progress. Uh, and it's always funny when people say, well, you know, when it was Reagan and Tip O'Neill, it's like, you know what? People hated Reagan and they hated Tip O'Neill. It's like, oh, yeah. but, but again, oh, yeah. the two of them were able to see through that and just say, all right, let's do some shit. Stuff. They were, yeah, exactly. And, and, and they did. And you know what? That's around the same point in time that interest rates were, mortgage rates were double digits. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Early 80s. Yep. Right? Yep. And, 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 and we got through it. They figured it out. And, and there's no reason we can't straighten this ship out, but we need some adults. We need some people that are going to pay attention to the real issues and stop with all the cultural BS that most Americans, I, I, I believe, don't really care about. Right. I agree. Yeah, let's, know, let's, so, let's talk about real problems. <laughs> it, right? Real problems. Real problems. That's that. I mean, that's why we're sent. That's that's why I send them there. Well, so uh, well, again, but, you know, it's it's a politics in general. It's an emotional game and they're playing on our emotions. And, you know, people are easily swayed and, you know, one way or the other. Let's just hope we can get them to go the, the way that they should. They should. Well, I, I certainly hope so, because they're talking about Social Security going bust basically at the same time I'm planning to climb. <laughs> so. So well, good luck so with I'm that, not, Kevin. Right? Yeah. So, I'm, so, so that's why you know I'm 59, right? Yeah. And I plan on claiming. I plan on claiming at 70, and that's right at that point in time where they're saying they gotta they gotta cut Social Security 20 some percent uh, to get it to get it you know to be able to pay out what they're supposed to pay out. Sure. Uh, or and and so so I'm I'm truly truly hoping that that uh, you know they can get they can get it done. And and but but you know the thing that the one point that proves politicians are only concerned about getting reelected is uh, Josh Hawley. In the last couple of weeks, he came up with he was presenting an idea um, about reversing the Citizens United Supreme Court decision that allowed unlimited corporations to PACs and super PACs yeah. uh, by businesses and wealthy people that can contribute however much they want. I think that's one of the things that sent this country that's sending this country down the tubes, and and is is that decision he he suggested. We reverse it, and he's a Republican, 
immediately Mitch McConnell came out and said, you better wait, wait a minute, hold, hold, hold on. You're going to face incoming if we keep doing that. Right. So he's telling them, if you want to go forward with this, Josh, you're probably not going to get reelected. <laughs> and, and that to me is the essence of the problem, you know, which is also why some people call for term limits. Maybe they'd actually do what they think is right instead of thinking about getting reelected all the time. Oh, yeah. No, you, you make great points, Kevin. No question about it. I like it. And uh, so uh, we sort of veered off here, but that's OK. We uh, what uh, what are you going to leave us with this week? You know what? I, I want to encourage everybody to take a look at how much risk you're taking with your stock portfolio, because right now we're at this. We're at the top end of the trading range. We've been in a trading range on the S&P 500 between 41 and 4400. Now, it's not exact. OK, it can be plus or minus 10, 20, 30 points. But it's that overall range that we bounced, that we keep hitting. And every time we get up around 4400, the market seems to sell off and we go back down. And so what I'm saying, we're up near that range right now. So I think this is a great opportunity to look at how much you exposure you have in stocks. If you think it's too much, now might be a good time to reduce it, sell a little bit of your stocks, and put the money into bonds or fixed interest rates. I can get a 6.15% guaranteed rate right now for five years guaranteed. It's the highest I've seen in almost 20 years. So it is something that's available up to the age of 83, all right? And it has a minimum $100,000 investment. But if you've got in money sitting around that you would like a nice guaranteed rate, give me a call. I think 6.15 is very attractive. Really, truly. 800-975-6717 is the number you can call, folks. Or you can just visit the website silverleaffinancial.com, silverleaffinancial.com. Kevin, as always, this is, I, I love our conversations. Uh, you know, you, you make me think, and I think that's important. Uh, you know, I, am, I'm, I appreciate that, Steve. I'm really glad to hear that. And, and I hope I have you know, I hope I have caused some people to think, and I hope you guys enjoyed the content. Please let me know. I'm happy to, uh, to hear any feedback. You can give me a call or send me an email, whatever works easiest for you. Provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, hosts, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. 
Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. 